It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to really, really appreciate today's guest, Kimberly Brown. Uh, we're going to be talking about publicity. What is it? Uh, you know, how can it benefit your business, your reputation? Uh, how hard is it to get good publicity? Kimberly Brown is the CEO of Core Insights 360 PR. It is a highly sought after award-winning PR professional uh, and uh, writing expert with more than 14 years of experience. And let me tell you, publicity is one of those uh, as I was telling her, it's a very weird thing, a lot of mystery around it, but it's so crucial. They're literally some of the biggest brands out there that you think people uh, that the media are following. They're following because they have a big publicity department behind them. Elon Musk has a big publicity department behind him. And so do a lot of these other people. And they do this work kind of under their radar. So I'm excited to have the one, the only Kimberly Brown to help us out today. Kimberly Brown, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here, Bird, and you're absolutely right. I'm here to kind of spill the beans uh, on what we do from a PR perspective. And, you know, kind of the conversation that I came up with is business owners, what can you do so that your PR doesn't suck? Now, it sounds a little abrasive there, but, you know, I've been in PR for a long time. And I have been known for getting those uh, calls from clients who have been doing PR, they've been doing it the wrong way, or they've been people. And so uh, I know what it's like to kind of have to rescue those projects. And so uh, my job here is to really educate you guys today on how to avoid some of those challenges. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I want to mention since, since you said about their PR fucking. One of the things I see all the time, which drives me crazy, is when uh, somebody will send me a press release saying, you know, XYZ law firm just hired so and so to be the new whatever. Lawyer, I'm sorry, law firms, that is not quality PR. Nobody cares about who you hired unless it's a celebrity. Good point. So you and I were talking about Dwayne DeRock Johnson. Now, they said this law firm is now has just been hired by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm going to stop to read that because I happen to like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Unless there's a celebrity involved, nobody cares what your law firm is doing as far as hiring or firing. We just want to, you know, PR that doesn't suck starts with doing something that people care about. You know, that's that's it. What's in it for me, not what's in it for you. And I think that's the biggest mistake. A lot of see, I see a lot of companies make. No, you're actually spot on. Really, one of the biggest challenges, it's actually several mistakes that I'm going to kind of reveal to you today. So one of the biggest challenges is most people don't know what PR is. Um, there's different branches of it. There's publicists, which is related to the celebrity and entertainment side, which I've done some of that before. I've worked with Robin Givens, Nikki Giovanni, Della Reese, and I have even done some work uh, for Mark Cuban at a major event in D.C. some years ago. So I know the celebrity 
publicist side, but I also know a lot about the small business entrepreneur side, which I think is the important conversation to have today with so much going on. Uh, companies are still trying to raise capital. They're still trying to promote their products and services. And if you don't know what PR is, then you can use it the wrong way and get horrible results. So let, let's start with that conversation. So some people, when they say they want PR, they're really just looking for a sales rep. That's not PR. Uh, some people, when they say they want PR, they're really just looking for advertising or marketing for their products or service. That's not PR. Okay. Some people, when they say PR, they're just really looking for social media. That's a discipline, but that's not PR. What PR is at its heart and soul is it's really kind of that practice of deliberately sharing information about your company in a way that cultivates a positive response from your audience, whether that's through paid media or earned media. And it allows you to get that exposure on TV, radio, online. It could be digital outlets. Uh, any of those news, true, uh, authentic news media outlets, but all without directly promoting your product or service. That's where the rubber meets the road. And so to your point, people don't care that you just launched a new mobile app or right. you just hired somebody. And so our jobs as really good PR professionals, if we're good, because there are some challenges there, is to educate our clients on what's newsworthy, what's not, what's going to work. It's not about directly, that's the key, directly promoting your product or service, but it's a way to uh, set you up as a thought leader, to educate the marketplace, to talk about nuances in the marketplace that may, are trends that may be relevant to your product and service. And you can still get the publicity and the backlink that you're looking for, but in a way that created and packaged news that is helpful to the audience. If you send um, uh, content that's too salesy, uh, it has a, a heavy advertising or marketing bent, uh, real reporters, they're just going to shuffle you over to the advertising department, okay? That, that could be thousands of dollars. But if you know how to create strategy and good content and great news angles that is packaged in news because reporters are always looking for good news, but it still gives them the news that they're looking for, but gives you the backlink or the subtle way or the clandestine way to still promote your product and service, that's kind of the secret sauce of PR. Yeah, no, I think that, that you hit it perfectly. It allows that individual CEO or spokesperson, it allows that individual to stand out as a, as a thought leader or to interject, uh, you know, their idea in a trending topic. Uh, you know, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that uh, when you are a thought leader, people will say, hey, let's see if we can get so-and-so to comment on, on this topic, right? Let, let's see if we can get Mark Cuban to talk about uh, uh, we call it cryptocurrency, you know, for this news piece. Absolutely. Mark Cuban's going to come in and say, hey, I don't like it, or I do like it, or this is what's good with it, this is what's wrong with it. And of course, they're going to say, hey, which, with us today is Mark Cuban, and, you know, Shark Tank this, and that. But it sets them apart as opposed to being, uh, as you mentioned, and I want to ask you this. So, 
uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see that some professionals make themselves that might hurt their clients? Talk about some of these. Well, oh my goodness, the the list goes on and on. So, hey, you may have to stop me here. (laughs) But let me see if I can kind of give you the top uh, several things that are very injurious to clients. And this is where clients have to be careful when they hire a firm or a consultant. Number one, the biggest mistakes, one of the biggest mistakes that PR reps make is that they launch PR campaigns for their clients without a strategy. I always tell businesses, organizations, never hire a PR firm or a consultant who is not willing to give you a solid strategy up front. Or else you'll just be going out in the marketplace kind of willy-nilly. Something may hit, it may stick, it may not. Or you can even damage your brand doing it the right way. So you need strategy. You need to understand what similar competitors are saying. You need to understand your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, your and all of that good stuff. You need to understand what's trending in the marketplace. And that needs to be baked into strategy. And how are we going to package what we've learned in our strategy into really solid news angles that will entice reporters to want to cover you uh, or interview you or receive an article from you. So that's that's probably number one. A lot of PR reps kind of jump out there and they have no strategy. Uh, Another thing that I see as a big mistake out there is, you know, the public relations rep or the firm, they create what we call media pitches because obviously we have to start a conversation with reporters to introduce you to the story. They create media pitches that are just too salesy. You know, you're trying to sell a gadget, a gizmo, your product, your service. I know as entrepreneurs, we think we have the latest, greatest, best thing on the planet and you could have that. But it can't be salesy. It has to be what kind of value are you delivering to my audience? And I'm going to give you a quick example. I worked with a mattress company some years ago. They were going to be selling, uh, you know, the the mattress trend is a big thing right now, the Tempur-Pedics and the Sleep Number mattresses. And so they were in a similar space of of selling very comfortable uh, mattresses. And so obviously in bringing me on board, we developed a strategy, as I always do for my clients. Uh, But we also said, I also said, hey, guys, we can't go to reporters saying, hey, we have this latest, greatest mattress to sell. Will you cover our story? We need to find trends, angles, news stories that you can become a part of that conversation and then on the backside, quote unquote, sell your story. And so instead of selling the product, we sold the news around the product. For example, we saw from strategy that 30% of married couples do not sleep together because they hate their bed. <laughs> so now you have a news story and you can right. tell that story like what? Married couples don't sleep together and it can be related to their mattress product. That opens up a news story. It's creative. It's things that reporters want to cover. And so using strategies like that, we were able to get, you know, interest from USA Today and, you know, some of the bigger top tiers as well as some of those mid-tiers as well as other creative strategies that we use that didn't talk about the product but talked about the news that surrounded the product. Does that make sense, Bert? Yeah, absolutely. What I love about that story is it has so many different angles, right? It's got that human interest angle. Uh, and you can have niche publications or uh, broadcasts when they're talking about, uh, you know, what do you call it, a happy marriage. Yeah. Hey, you know, today we're talking about happy marriages, and we have so-and-so, 
you know, to talk about how a mattress could be infect, uh, impacting your your marriage. And that person could talk about, hey, 30% of couples sleep apart because the mattress is so bad. There's that a great angle. I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about. Strategy comes into play because, it, again, it's, you can put out a bunch of information about our mattresses, scientific this and that, but it's like, who cares? That's advertising. You got to buy advertising for that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. 30% of married couples don't sleep in the same bed because the mattress. That's huge. That stops the reader in their tracks. And that's where good strategy comes from. And I have to throw this out here. Now, this is one of the biggest mistakes, bar none. Uh, big brands and even smaller companies. Now, the big brands can get away with a little bit more because like brands like your Microsoft and those folks, they say anything and the press is going to come running. <laughs> but one of the biggest mistakes I see, especially for startups and entrepreneurs, is they think that their press release will get them all the covers that they need. Press releases do nothing but increase your SEO value. But it does not necessarily get you media interviews, article placements, get you in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. It does not do that. And so when clients and businesses think, I just need to crank out a bunch of press releases, that's not the case. You have to have strategy, the right tools and practices that we use to get you those conversations. You, it's, I don't recommend that you not do a press release. But it's only going to drive SEO value, maybe a few more likes on your Facebook page. It has digital value, but it's not going to land you uh, an interview with the New York Times. And I've been in this business for 14 years, so um, I do yeah. want to throw that out there. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so funny because that was one of my questions. Do, do press releases work? And, you know, I grew up uh, in, in, uh, in the newspaper industry. Uh, and so back in the day, back in the day, I remember uh, my dad started a newspaper in Houston, Texas. And back in the day, he had a fax machine dedicated to press releases, and they would come in. And he actually had people who would read them and say, "Hey, this might be newsworthy, or this might seems like a possible story to follow up on." But that's gone. I mean, there's not, you know. I mean, for most people don't even have a fax machine today, so it's done by email or whatever. But a lot of it is done, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's done automatically or automated. It's automated, and people will just grab the press release, put it on their website. Like you said, it gives them some digital value, but nobody's reading it. Nobody's saying, hey, Kimberly, I just got this press release about your mattress. Let's talk. No, nobody even sees it. No. <laughs> No, you're spot on, Bert. And, and, and a good PR person will tell you that. I mean, that is probably one of the biggest misnomers in our, in, in our industry. Um, a few other things I want to throw out there just to make sure I, I fully kind of give you guys the flavor of what is not working uh, and being careful when you hire those PR firms or consultants is over-promising when it comes to top tiers. Oh, my goodness. Yes, everybody wants to be on the front page of the New York Times, the Wall Street Journals, the USA Today. And trust me, I have worked with a number of entrepreneurs, startups, 
big brands throughout my career. Um, I've taken startups who nobody knew about and was able to get them coverage um, uh, on platforms like USA Today, the Wall Street Journal. There is a strategy for that. But you cannot over any consultant or firm that comes to you saying that they will absolutely only get you top tiers all day, every day. There's probably some mistruths in that. OK, number one, you got to be careful with top tiers, it, even with the relationships that we have with top tiers. They have to be approved by their editors. We can't abuse those relationships and they still are looking for meaty strategy. And so. Um, and you can't overcall them. You can wear out your welcome with them. They will blacklist you. <laughs> Had some clients go through that before. And so don't overpromise that. Be balanced. When I look at strategy, when I see your product, when I see your service, I can tell you if it's top tier worthy and I can put strategy around that. We will go after those, but we want to be balanced. Let's not overlook those mid tiers and even some of those smaller tiers that can create buzz for your product or service. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a, such a big point. Yes, we all want the home runs, but look, a baseball game, a lot of baseball games uh, don't get a home run. Uh, they're not won by the home run. They won by those single and double bases, right? Uh, you know, uh, there you so go. In the, in the, tier, in the low tier, uh, especially if you're, you know, right, if you're in Phoenix and you're serving a lot of people in the Phoenix market, it really might not do you any good. I mean, it definitely sounds sexy, and it's and it gives you ability and bragging rights to say, "I'm on the, you know, cover of the Wall Street Journal," or "I'm in the Wall Street Journal." That's great, but is that going to really serve your customer in the Phoenix market? It may or may not. But that strategy is so important. Uh, I much rather have a relationship with my local and regional outlets first because those are the guys who are going to get to know me mm -hmm. and have a better chance of meeting each other. I mean. You know, we could go to an event and there may be somebody from the media that I can go say hi to. I'm not going to get that unless I'm in New York. There's a way I'm going to meet people from the Wall Street Journal. So yeah, that uh, away from lower tier uh, people. Or, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And believe it or not, Bert, we live in a day and age because, you know, content is kind of king. You know, yeah. marketing content, all of that. PR has kind of gotten wrapped up in that a little bit. But, um, um, reps, PR reps and consultant firms, they need to be honest with clients and say, hey, 80% of the opportunities that I land for you will be article writing opportunities. 20% will be those interviews, the TV, the radio, the live interview type of format, which we all love, uh, which makes it a little bit easier in some cases. But believe it or not, Bert, I'm talking about from the fast companies, the ink magazines, the entrepreneur.coms, the toppest tiers to the smallest tiers now are requiring that the client write the content. Now, that, was, that didn't happen when I first started out in PR some years ago. I don't want to date myself too much, but that was all that was unheard of. It was unethical. Right. You couldn't break that rule. It is a very common practice today. And so when all of these opportunities start flooding in, which is what I like to do for my clients is load them up with great opportunities. And then they're overwhelmed by all the content that now has to be developed. And if they're not prepared, that can kind of take them off guard. Sure. sure. Well, you know what? Back in the day, you would go to a newsroom or a TV station and they would have multiple uh, 
camera operators. Uh-huh. That's done. I mean, now you have one person who can, because of automation and robotics, he can handle three or four cameras and they can move around and all that other stuff. And, and the same thing when you would, when you see a reporter out in the street, it's back in the day, it would be a small crew. It, it might be the reporter, a camera person, and, and maybe, uh, somebody to help them, uh, an assistant. Now, a lot of times, it's the reporter and a camera with a, uh, what do you call it, a, a uh, stepping device where they can turn the camera off and on or whatever. Uh, they're swimming down. I mean, they, they don't have time to write all the articles. Uh, a lot of these places have gotten rid of their real journalists. So, yeah, they expect you to write the article. There you go. They'll proofread it because if it's too selfie, they're going to have to re-edit it. Yeah, look, entrepreneur.com, Forbes, um, Wall Street Journal, uh, you name it, uh, Fortune. They want you to write the article. It takes the expense and the pressure off of them. All they have to do is hire a proofreader. Man, they've caught, they've lowered their costs tremendously. Oh yeah, it's the I'm giving you guys all the best kept secrets of what we do behind the scenes. And um, companies have to be mindful too if they're raising capital. Um, I've worked with a lot of crowdfunding clients throughout the years. Um, I even worked with agencies early on when they were first uh, passing the crowdfunding legislation. So I have a lot of background in working with those equity crowdfunding platforms, uh, which have obviously evolved tremendously as we sit today. But a lot of clients are doing crowdfunding campaigns, right? More access to capital if it's done the right way. But when you bring on PR when you're raising capital, we just can't say, hey, will you cover my client? They're doing a crowdfunding campaign. Right. It has to be deeper than that. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. There was an individual who has come out with a, uh, a uh, knee replacement device procedure. And they had gotten quite a bit of PR. They got some PR in the robotics industry. They've gotten some PR uh, in the medical industry. And... Interestingly enough, they were also doing crowdfunding. So, so all this PR led people to find their uh, their uh, their crowdfunding, and their goal was to raise like five million dollars. They ended up raising ten million dollars, oh, wow. and all that was because they had a good publicist and they put together a good strategy and get them a lot of PR. Oh yes, that's key. Is is it possible to do it? Absolutely, especially with big raises. There's there's certain dynamics that are kind of not the norm <laughs> that kind of take off virally and that can still be done, but you got to have strategy. And I'll tell you something, Bert, this may blow you, blow you off your socks, but look, most clients, and that's on my checklist of things that uh, customers and businesses need to look for in a good PR agency, because sometimes they don't even know what to look for when they're vetting a firm or a consultant to bring on board. But the, at the top of that list is, look, don't just hire someone because they say they have good contacts and they don't say they have good strategy. Strategy will take you where contacts can actually limit you. We all have contacts. If we've been in this game long enough, we all have contacts. 
And even with those contacts, we can't overuse them. We can't abuse them. We can't pitch them every week, every day. We can't promise you're going to be in the New York Times every single week, every month. So they have to still be used strategically. And contacts change, right? But strategy, if you have good strategy, that will open up doors kind of like where no man can take you. Uh, there was a time, I mean, with good PR strategy, I should be able to promote uh, chicken sandwiches, which I've done for some leading brands, believe it or not, to equity crowdfunding campaigns, to artificial intelligence, to cryptocurrency. It doesn't matter really what the product or service is. If I have strategy, I can get you to the target and to the goal. It's not just about contacts. And most people hire PR reps who say, I got all the contacts and they get behind the door and things crash and burn. Sure. Well, and, and again, it goes back to the person doing the hiring because they don't know any better. You know, and, and I love the fact that you're hammering on strategy because strategy, ultimately a good strategy overcomes everything. Uh, you, you know, uh, if you have a good strategy, you're not going to need as many contacts. A good strategy uh, really will uh, draw the right people to you because somebody's going to see it and say, wow, that's good. I can use that. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I love the fact that you're hammering strategy. So I have a question, something that you said at the, at, uh, at the very beginning. Uh, I think it was like the difference between paid and earned media. So talk about what is the difference? What am I looking for? What is earned versus paid media? Oh, great question. Because huh, let me tell you something, Bird. Paid media did not exist in the early days of PR. <laughs> Again, I've been in this space for some years now, and it was like a no-no to pay for article placements or to pay for media coverage, okay? Now, you could buy advertising and marketing, a totally different discipline, but to pay for article placement or coverage. Well, you know, here we sit in almost 2020, which is right around the corner here, and paid media is very much a part of the dynamic that we can no longer avoid as PR professionals. And we, to some degree, to some degree we start to bake it into our strategy. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Earned media are those opportunities that we provide to clients that are absolutely free of charge. They want to cover you because the story angle is good. It's going to be educational, helpful, and impactful to their readers. The, the reporter is going to do the legwork, and all we have to do is show up for the party, and the coverage will take place, okay? Paid media, on the other hand, is I will cover your company, I will cover your executive if you pay me a certain fee. That fee can be $500, it could be, I can, I've seen them as high as $3,000, quite honestly. Um, and we will give you the coverage, we'll put it on our website, we may do some extra promos behind the scenes on our social media page, etc., etc. But in order for you to get coverage in this channel, there will be a cost and a fee. Now, a good PR rep, and again, I do say good because they're, you know, all PR is not created equal. So be careful who you hire and bring on board. But a good PR rep, most of what she brings to her clients should be earned because they're already paying you a retainer or some type of monthly fee, right? So most of what we give you should be free coverage, very strategic, including top tier free coverage, okay? But 
if there is something that is a really juicy opportunity, it's a sweet spot, it's absolutely a place where our clients want to be, and the reporter or the publication is pushing back for a to pay for that opportunity, we will still present it to the client. We'll try to ne negotiate the fees down as comfortably as possible, and if the client wants to take advantage of it, they can absolutely go for it. But those should be again, you know, on the 10 to 12 percent of the opportunities that you bring in the door for a client. But does pay to play exist in PR? Mm, I hate to spill the beans. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I, I do remember it was a professional What's the word? A, a point of pride among PR professionals where no, we wouldn't, there's no pay to play. We want to, you know, we want earned media. Oh, yeah. uh, that's kind of where they earned their, you know, they earned their money, they earned their stripes. But now there's so many different opportunities uh, that uh, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not against pay for plays. If it, if, 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 if it helps you achieve your strategy, as you talk about, then great. You know, I might need to pay for one or two to get the ball rolling. And then you, can, then you can go to the other meetings and say, look, I've been picked up here and there and, and they can maybe see you how you sound on paper or on radio or on TV. And they can say, yeah, you know what, this person, uh, you know, I like their angle. I like what they're talking about and, and, and they present themselves well. Yeah, we'll, we'll give them an opportunity. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, one of the uh, biggest brands out there is uh, Tony Robbins. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins is huge. He's also got the longest money commercials ever. <laughs> Forty years of what I consider pay for play, paid media, paid publicity. It looks like an interview. It even sounds like an interview. But you know, it's all kind of scripted and put together to make it look good. But he's built a fortune on that, and they're still running commercials today. So done correctly. Yeah. With a good strategy, and that's what he's got. He's got a huge strategy behind that. It can work. It can work. Absolutely. You you do, you have to be careful with it. Whereas early in the early days, we fought against it because we were like we were not trained in PR to do it this way. But now it's like you know what? We have to embrace social media. We have to embrace pay to play. There's so many disciplines, new disciplines we've had to embrace and say, okay, since you know you can't beat them, let's join them, but do it in a way that you don't compromise strategy. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the fact that you're hammering on strategy. One of the things I want to circle back and, and talk um, is the article placement. Uh, I think that this is an area that a lot of people don't find sexy, so they don't want to do it. Do you get a lot of pushback from that? <laughs> so in terms of writing the content, like, yeah, yeah. That. we landed 10 opportunities for you this month. Three of them are top tier. And about eight of them require that you do all the writing yourself. Yeah, so what I do, and again, not all PR reps are created equal. What I do is when I'm first consulting with a client, um, and even as I'm going through my intro calls and preparing to, to sign them up for my service, I set appropriate expectations. That's, that's another checklist that uh, people need to use, uh, small businesses need to use before hiring someone. I tell people up front, hi, you know, hey, in this marketplace, you're going to have to anticipate about 80% of the opportunities I land for you, which will be great. 
They'll have high viewership. There'll be quality opportunities, but they're going to require content development. Okay. Now you can hire me for an extra service, a write-on service to do all that content for you. Sometimes clients have their own writing capabilities in-house, which we can leverage that and, and save them costs. But don't, you got to be prepared to write content. And then 20%, which it always plays out, about 20% are going to be those live interviews. But you got to have a good content writer, whether you use uh, someone like me and our services or you bring that in-house. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is just my opinion. I like, I like the written content, uh, you know, for, for several reasons, because it lasts so much longer. You might, let's say that you're on, um, uh, what is it, Good Morning America. Man, that's great. Congratulations. You're going to be on there for maybe three, maybe five minutes if you're lucky, and then that's hard to find. A, a lot of these uh, media companies, to get a copy of your interview is difficult. Uh, there used to be a media service for that, but it's gone out of business. Uh, and so, you know, finding that interview on Good Morning America is very difficult. And it's only going to be on their website for like a minute. I mean, it's you know, 24 hours at the most, and after that, it's gone. But an article lasts for almost ever. I mean, it, it's just what the internet is really made for. You're searching for, I need a, I need a, a quality PR professional, and all of a sudden you find an article written by Kimberly Brown, that leads you to poorinsights.com, that's a whole lot. You're, you know, I would hire you today, Bert, if I could afford you. Yeah, you're, you are spot on. And let me tell you, even though clients sometimes frown at a lot of, uh, content writing, right? It's, you know, if they, especially if they're weak in that area, but we do have solutions around it. One of the reasons they frown because you got lots of opportunity, but now it all has to be written, right? But the benefit of it is not only what you share, but guess what? You're in control of the message. A lot of times with live interviews, while they may be easier because it's easier to chat it up, right? Um, you're not in control of the final outcome of that content. You don't know if something's going to get cut, edited, how it's going to come across. So it's a little bit riskier. When you write your own content, my goodness, you maintain, you maintain total control of your messaging. And as long as it's balanced and not too salesy, but still nods back to your product or your service, it's a win-win. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to drive your point home, I had a, uh, a friend of mine. We got him on Fox News, uh, mm -hmm. which was like his dream to be on Fox News because he, he loved politics. And, he, and, uh, and so his brand, a lot of his brand was about politics. And so he was on Fox News and he had flown to New York, had waited hours. He's finally on the set. And when you see the final cut, of this of of his day in Fox News was literally like maybe twenty seconds. They asked him. You know, uh, he had a full interview, but when they edited things out, they asked him one question. He answered, and he was done. <laughs> he spent thousands of dollars, not only getting to New York, the hotel, and getting on Fox News, yeah. but literally like twenty seconds of Fox News time. As opposed to an article on the same website, it still be it would still be found there today. So I'm a, I love articles. And, and as you mentioned, you're in control. You can change the images. You can bring on different angles. And ultimately, I think more people are going to find it that way 
they kill the number one way people stop reading articles. Absolutely. So don't be afraid. You know, I would, you know, my message to small business clients, entrepreneurs, et cetera, startups, don't be afraid of that content. Even if you can't do it yourself, you know, a good public relations rep can kind of put a work around in place for you on that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Kimberly Brown, CEO of coreinsights360.com, coreinsights360.com. Kimberly, thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to catching up with you again. Absolutely, Bird. You have an awesome day. And to all those great entrepreneurs and startups out there, keep moving forward. Keep your business dream alive because great things are coming in 2021. All right. Thank you so much. All right.